Welcome to Flights, Late Nights, and Hindsight, a study abroad podcast. Brought to you by the peer advisors from the Center of International Education at Loyola University, New Orleans. So today we're joined with by Brianna, who studied abroad in Korea uh, for a full year, South Korea at Sogong University. How did you decide on this program? I actually originally was going to go to England because I'm a theater major. Uh, and, you know, Shakespeare, theater Stratford major. Stratford upon Avon. Stratford, you know, <laughs> it ties together pretty well. Um, and then I went into the study abroad appointment um, with the Rodriana. She already graduated, graduated but... <clears throat> great girl and um you know I was talking and she was like it sounds like you aren't really fully set on England and I said maybe she kept talking about her experience in Korea and um you know like all the amazing things that they that like she did there and I just thought about it more and more and I was like I should just go somewhere that's not in my comfort zone you're hitting the mic so hard um I should just go somewhere like that's not in my comfort zone. And so I decided on Korea eventually. Which sounds amazing. And how long were you there? I was there for a full year. And how was that different from like Loyola? Would you say? Like how was the school? Oh, um, well, it was a, it was basically kind of the same, but Mm -hmm. different. Like the, the structure is the same. Right. Like, you have to take, you know, however many classes. First of all, I'm pretty sure the maximum was 15 credits. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, and that was generally the same. Um, one major difference, though, was I couldn't talk to the professors or the professors who were Korean didn't really want to have meetings with students. Mm-hmm. So I would find myself, like, you know, being stuck in one area and going to other students or my peers or something. Um, or Google for all of my information where I'm a person who likes to talk out everything, Mm -hmm. especially with my professor. So I was like, I can talk to some people, but others I'm just, I'm stuck here. So, oh, so they didn't have like office hours. They had office hours. They just strongly disliked (laughs) when you you wanted to use those office hours. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like here you can get so close to a professor. Absolutely. And it makes it a lot easier to accomplish Mm -hmm. anything really. Yes. Yes. Would you say like the classes were like, cause you know, at Loyola, we have like 50 minute classes where that was that pretty similar to like what you had. It was, I think an hour and 30 per period. It was an hour 15. Hour 15. You only met twice a week. Right. Yeah. Oh, so it's like Tuesday, Thursday classes. Preface, I yeah. also went to Korea. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it was generally about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of class, it wasn't, Sogong is primarily known for their business program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I filled some of my business minor there, but for the most part, I just kind of did electives and stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, and so, like, they didn't have as many, I, I hesitate to say arts, because they did have arts, mm-hmm. but I'm a theater major, and that's very particular to mm-hmm. very particular schools, so I couldn't find any of that, but I did, like, supplement with, like, a lot of English classes, I took a poetry class, Ooh, nice. Really fun. Very, oh, I loved it. Uh, Victoria novel class, which was also surprisingly really fun. Um, so I found some. They have a lot of Loyola core classes. They do, which yes. is helpful, I yes. think. And I think the coolest part about the Sogong program, as far as classes go, if I can say, like the 
Korean culture classes they offer. Oh, offered. yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it got you closer to the country. Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't get into any of them. <laughs> yeah, they're hard to get into. <laughs> they were very hard. Because they were popular? Incredibly. Oh, incredibly I mean, I guess it so makes fast. sense. Yeah, it was that, and the business classes filled up really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I did take a Korean language course. Mm. So you didn't necessarily have to worry about just taking theater courses in your major. You also fulfilled your minor, took elective courses, common core classes. So what you're saying is so far this program is pretty solid, I'd say, for anybody. And it doesn't really matter what major. It's very general. It's a very Mm -hmm. general program. Um, So you can, well, I would hesitate, obviously, to say, I don't know what major you are. But if you feel like you have enough electives and core classes, then, yeah, you're good. That's wonderful, actually. So, you went to Sogang, but did they have, like, on-campus housing, or what was your housing situation? Um, first semester, I lived off-campus in an apartment complex that they suggested to us. Nice. I would not suggest it because it was really expensive. It was <laughs> nice, but really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I roomed with um, one of my best friends, Sierra, and so we were there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second semester, I lived on-campus. <clears throat> They have on-campus housing. Oh. It's basic. It's basically the same as Loyola. How was the commute for the first semester, at least, from your apartment to the university? It was it was easy, but it was far because mm-hmm. they have an amazing public transportation system. But it it was um it was yeah it was outside the school, so it took about like thirty minutes in total with like walking and then train rides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of it was not the closest. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still pretty convenient i guess from the distance that you lived at yeah it was I better mean, than like i guess rush hour traffic or yeah something. it was better than driving it's better than walking and Oof. you don't have to take a cab and you don't have to blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. you can just take the public transportation system which and you're is, already there yeah. which is affordable too it's so affordable it's so i miss it oh yeah you guys said that you had like a like your train card was connected to like a debit card or something like that or you could use it either or if i'm not mistaken yeah which is actually pretty solid, I yeah. think. But uh, speaking of which, while you're like on public transportation and whatnot, and like while you're talking about your classes and stuff, was the language barrier hard? Because I think you took most of your classes, or you took all your classes in English, but like once you were outside of school and whatnot, how did you navigate? Um, yeah, all my classes were in English. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and being outside, well, I did take the Korean language program, as I said before. Um, and that helped immensely because that is, it's a Korean immersive program. Mm-hmm. So it's only in Korean. And so you kind of have to like navigate. So being in Korea, speaking only Korean and mm-hmm. learning from a class that's only in Korean, it like, it just helped. Um, so like once you have a few key phrases down, you can generally get around. Like Korean, the structure is not that hard when you learn it. Mm-hmm. It's very mathematical, I guess. Oh, Because I know it's kind of difficult, I guess, especially if you're not bilingual and just like learning a new language in general. It's like you have difficulties trying to translate into like your native language and then trying to remember what you're saying and then the structure and a bunch of other things. So I'm glad that you navigated pretty well because you were there for an entire year. So I think I think that's a pretty good skill to have. There's nothing wrong with learning a language or just like trying to improve yourself, especially in a place that's so different from your own. Yeah. So, speaking of so different from your own and the culture, yeah. would you like to speak just a little bit about 
the vittles, the food that you encountered, <laughs> restaurants the TLs. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure as Abby would remember, we had this little restaurant down the street called Mapo Mandu. <laughs> <laughs> it's open 24 hours. Oh, wow. It didn't. I'm just, I'm really about to cry. No, don't. About it. I miss it so much. <laughs> and the little Ajumas. They're grandma. so cute. They're oh so cute. And, um, yeah, it was really cheap. Mm-hmm. It was the equivalent of $4 for 10 dumplings. Oh, it, that's beautiful. I know. I, no, not even, yeah. It's like. <laughs> and it was like $6 for this massive pot of, like, dumpling soup that literally was two meals. That sounds dangerous. Like, and if you're sidebar, if mm-hmm. you're drunk, <laughs> because let's face it, we're all adults here. But you know, it's 24 hours, and it's really good quality food, drunk food, and mm-hmm. hangover food, and everything. So and so close to campus. And it's so close. It's so. <laughs> you could run out in your 10 minute break that you get from 12 to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. and get you some Mandu <laughs> if you wanted to. Now, what exactly is Mandu? Like, what kind of food is that? Dumplings. dumplings. Just dumplings? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what the Korean word for dumplings is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Galbi Mandu, which is what they served, uh, is like pork mm-hmm. yeah, dumplings. They have other ones, but. And I could talk for a whole hour. Literally, yeah, yeah, days. Um, and then also another thing that I want to mm. highlight is, whoa, <gasps> I just blanked on it. What? You know what I'm talking Jim about. Jimdaki. Jim <laughs> and which is basically. I'm glad soy. you could use your telepathy to shoot I, it into I Abby's know. brain. I was like really staring at Abby. <laughs> brain cells clicking. Um, but basically it's soy braised chicken mm-hmm. and it's, I'm like, I'm really reliving it. It's um, <laughs> braised chicken in the sauce, like soy sauce with like dumplings, potatoes, carrots, and glass noodles, and like a few wow. And it's all in this huge pot, and then they just cover it with cheese. Just well, cover it. Not traditionally. Not traditionally. But, but they can. The we yeah, but they the can. place we went to, they just cover it with cheese. That's interesting. Well, and the cool thing about that dish, like, kind of, like, connecting food to culture <clears throat> is that Korean is such a culture of, like, eating with other people, yeah. like, community, and that was a dish they only served in massive portions. You oh, so you had to had share. To share yeah. with, mm-hmm. um, so it was a cool experience to be able to like eat that food and then be a part of the culture. Yeah. It was always an event when you're just like, hey, I'm going to get food. Which in- giant group is going to come with me to eat all this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you went with two people, you're still going home with leftovers. Mm. Yeah. Literally. What about your Korean barbecue, ma'am? <sighs> Don't talk about that. What do you mean? I'm so sad. <laughs> Because Korean barbecue, as you know, here is usually incredibly expensive, especially in New Orleans. That makes sense. Because they hate us. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. But um, Korean barbecue there is, oh my god, you can get all you can eat for I think about a total of, I think the one place I went to was 15 the equivalent of $15. $15 for all you can eat all meat? all you can eat meat. I went to a $12 place for all you can eat braised pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> pork With chops. sides. <laughs> Wait, and do they have a... They don't have a time limit for that. You just kind of... You eat... If you I almost said shop till you drop, but that's not... It's kind of like shop till you drop. You can't take leftovers. Yeah, you can't take leftovers. No. If you have any leftover, they will charge you. And you have to eat everything healthy. on your plate that you put on your plate. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So... You're punished for your greed, if yes. or gluttony, gluttony, I guess, if you don't finish it, <laughs> which is 
very strange, yeah. I guess. Because I love takeout boxes, and I love taking food home with me so I can relive it once more from the comfort of my bed. <laughs> okay, so that's just like a little rundown of your experience. Uh, uh, it seems that you had a an amazing time. The nostalgia, I can see it in your face. It hurts me every day. <laughs> so you're definitely going to try to go back to Korea in one way or another, yeah? Eventually, mm -hmm. I would say yeah. absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. Would you walk the exact same path as you did, like, going back and forth from oh. campus? What? I mean, oh, oh, I thought you meant, like, all the time. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> then, at one point, I guess. I mean, I want that. I just want that food. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> going on food tour. Of food. Wow. And clubs. Oh, yeah. Which I guess kind of segues yeah. <laughs> to our discussion. Um, so, Korea is a super isolated country most of the population is korean mm. um so how did locals react to you like how was your communication with them your interactions with them it depended on the age definitely mm -hmm. i know the older people because i am black and i look it that was not a good phrase because <laughs> um, i am visibly black because i'm physically black um i would be like on the train with like I think I had braids or something mm -hmm. and my body and um, like they there's a huge staring culture they will stare relentlessly mm. like every older Korean man mm -hmm. I have seen they will stare at you into oblivion mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so there was that there was another time where I like went to a festival <laughs> and <laughs> I was <laughs> okay this entire memory is just like hilarious mm -hmm. Basically, my friend was going on a date, and she was like, "I can you please come with me on this date? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll just like be really far back. For moral support. Yeah, for moral support. Just wearing just shades or something. <laughs> That's not creepy. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I was doing that, and I was in the middle of like, I was like, I need me time. Mm -hmm. So I was taking pictures, and all of a sudden I feel a tug at the back of my head. And I'm just like, oh, and I turn around, and there oh, was no. this, this couple. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> they were just like, oh, your hair, your hair. And they just kind of grabbed that. Yeah, they were just like kind of grabbing at it. And mm. I, like, I, you know, it's it's sad to say, but it's not something I'm not used to. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can touch it. You've never seen it before, yeah. I guess. So just like, I guess <laughs> I understand. Because yeah. it. <laughs> Some of the things, it just really sucks that you have to experience it outside of America, and it kind of reshifts your perspective, for lack of a better phrase, and it reminds you that, like, yes, there's still kind of some... There's definitely context involved as well, yes. But, um... Well, and then, like, going back to body, too. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like... It's not even that every Korean body is very similar, like, very yeah. small, mm -hmm. but I feel like they all try to have that, that ideal body type body. or something mm -hmm. um it's an experience going over there being any what figured um mm -hmm. <laughs> but as far as that goes like i know for me clubbing was weird like how did you feel going out into the clubbing scene like i know here like when we're going out clubbing like we usually dress like to the nines right, but like, in a different way we dress a little bit nicer but we also are kind of like i look cute yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But there, how did you feel when you went out to clubs? Like, did you feel comfortable doing that stuff, et cetera? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I never 
stopped myself from doing it. Um, but I know being out, like, I have piercings and tattoos. I'm black. Mm-hmm. I, you know, change my hair up. And all that comes with it is, like, you're seen as either, like, a criminal or, like, a sexual object to some people. Mm. And, like, when you go out clubbing, it's, like, it's not like I didn't have fun. You find the clubs that you like and that you feel safe in and, mm-hmm. like, every other experience that you do. Mm-hmm. But in, like, when I was first going out, you know, we would go to these clubs and we would try to have a good time. But you know that phrase, like, the freaks come out at night? Yeah. Oh, isn't that a song? <laughs> that oh, is, is a, a song. <laughs> That's definitely a song. Um, but like, they, some people in those clubs do not have boundaries mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was bad in U.S. clubs, mm-hmm. but in Korean clubs, like they will cup your ass, but <laughs> nice. <safe. laughs> they will cup you, and they like, <laughs> and it's just I I. I want to explain it better than this, mm-hmm. but it's it's literally there are no boundaries at mm-hmm. all from the get go, and like you know, some of these some men because the men see your body as an object exactly yeah right and it's, it's very like objective exactly like they won't look at you in the eye like when mm-hmm. you're walking by, but as soon as you hit the club, they will like try to kiss you, mm-hmm. they will try to like grab you, and they will try to like pull you away. And I'm just like, wow. It's pretty difficult, I guess, trying to get comfortable in that environment because generally what happens in the clubs, like a lot of people, for the most part, go there in order to enjoy themselves. And so, for lack of a better phrase, they release their inhibitions. And, but they forget their manners at the same time and they forget that, yes, you are a person. And especially when alcohol is involved or anything like that, it can be a pretty tough thing to do but you usually went with like a group of people right you kind of absolutely and i know it's korea has a huge drinking culture Mm -hmm. so if you don't drink keep that in mind because a lot of the social outings a Mm -hmm. lot of the nightlife a lot of just being in korea a lot of it is drinking Mm -hmm. and And i know a number of people who were there who didn't drink and you can still have fun like i don't want people to be like oh i don't drink i shouldn't go to korea like that's Mm -hmm. not it like i really think like um as long as you're open about it and Mm -hmm. you're like open to other people drinking Mm -hmm. because it's not gonna stop yeah yeah Yeah. and like i'm not a big drinker i don't really drink that much but in korea i definitely i don't even think i drink more than usual Mm. um because I was normally the sober person out of all these drunk, drunk children. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was, it did impact the way I interacted with some of the people, especially at the clubs. Mm-hmm. Because I am a no-nonsense, if you touch me, you're dead kind of person. I see. Um, so, like, you know, I don't deal with, it's not like I don't deal with it, but. If you don't someone, tolerate it. I don't tolerate it. Mm-hmm. If someone grabs me, their wrist is getting gra- grabbed and twisted. Oh. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> um. But, like, you know, again, I don't want to be seen as the criminal. Mm-hmm. So it's right. like I can be seen as a sex object when I'm grabbed, mm-hmm. but then criminal when I grab their wrist. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's just kind of a soft balance between those two. That's why I finally found a club. No one bothered us. It was just everyone was having a good time. Mm-hmm. And it's there. It's just you have to be careful, like in the U.S., 
don't go to the clubs with bad reputations. Do mm-hmm. not go to NB2. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Wow. You go to NB2, so you're naming names. Oh. Yes. I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, or NB1. Or NB1. Either don't of them. Go to any of them. NB anything. NB, NB. I couldn't find up a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a lot of events that like kind of involve drinking and then you have like the nightlife. So are there any kind of events that maybe you would recommend or kind of places that you, you would go that you felt like the most safe or the places that you would think that other people would enjoy? Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. I mean, Korea, there's plenty of stuff that you can do without drinking. You mm-hmm. don't have to drink. <laughs> um, it's just, you know what? Just be aware. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but like, you know, because of Korea's public transportation system, you can take a bus anywhere. Literally anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, they're on Sogang's campus. It's beautiful. They have like some really big fields that you can just kind of like chill at. Mm-hmm. Um, the surrounding area of Sogang. I kind of want to say it's like a university, university city vibe, if that makes sense. For so sure. university like five within a mile yeah. and a half radius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. there's like a few like smaller bars that it's just like if you and your friends just want to go to like a small bar and like. I don't know, play a bunch of drinking games, like, you can totally do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's plenty of ways to be safe. There's plenty of ways to feel comfortable. And there's also plenty of ways to, like, go out, go wild, but still feel incredibly safe. Mm -hmm. Um, I just know, like, because I didn't know about what exactly the clubs were, Mm -hmm. I wasn't really prepared for, like, walking into these clubs and then, you know, a bunch of people, like, all that stuff happening. Mm -hmm. So, um... Well, I think a lot of women, too, like, don't think about it, but, like, cleavage. You oh, know, yeah. Here in America, it's, like, we we show that as part of, I don't know, it's, like, part of feeling good, you know? Mm-hmm. You, like, have them out sometimes. But then in Korea, if you have them out, you will be harassed. Mm. Period. Yeah. They will stare straight at your cleavage. And nobody told me that before I went over there. And it's, like, going out in the clubs, going out in the streets, anywhere. So it's, like... So you have to be aware of, like, those cultural differences before yeah. you go into those clubs in order to be safe. Like, not just cleavage, but also, you know, mm-hmm. like, drinking culture and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I guess kind of moving on from that, because um, I feel like clubbing is a great way to build relationships in Korea because you kind of, like, want to go out with the people that you like. Um, and also going out with people is kind of a way to see their true colors. <laughs> it sounds like a good bonding experience in one way or another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, how, when you got back, how do you feel like your relationships changed? It was definitely interesting. I had like a rift with one of my really close friends mm-hmm. and like we were not talking. And then, you know, I came back and I was, that, I think that was the one I was like most nervous about because this was a really important um, relationship to me mm-hmm. and I was like I the last thing I want for is for this to like fall through mm-hmm. um and like when I came back I w- that was the thing I was most nervous about because I came back in the summer and I was like ah I'll just work mm. <laughs> and ignore it um and <clears throat> then like you know we saw each other and we were just like wow haha miss you wow (laughs) and like we've been stronger than ever Mm -hmm. so I think you know my greatest fears was I was gonna come back and then everyone like like I wouldn't know how to interact with people Mm right and I would just lose all my social skills even though Mm -hmm. I just socialize with a bunch of new people for a year you know Mm -hmm. logic which is (laughs) very interesting yeah because if you're in Korea for 
like more than just interacting with people like you did it on a very global scale like you had other international students from different countries and so you had to kind of figure out those modes of interaction and like friendships and whatnot so that's very interesting to think that like you would lose the people that you had coming back but i guess because of that at the same time because you've had such a different experience that might happen as well right Mm -hmm. right and like you know i on hindsight name drop wow um, it's like a lot of the stuff that i was worried about my all my friendships weren't gonna fall through in a year Mm mm-hmm yeah. You know, that's not how things work. And I would yes, find this. Yeah, you know, and some of the, sometimes they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, my really, the ones I really cared about, mm-hmm. like, those wouldn't fall through right. just because, exactly. like, we've been apart. Yeah. Um, if anything, you know, the ones that I really care about, they've gotten stronger. A lot of people I hadn't really talked to, mm-hmm. like, I'm talking to a lot more now. And um, it's just, I think it's just a matter of, like, seeing you really want to keep in your life and Mm -hmm. who you think will advance and evolve and progress with you as opposed to hinder you. So do you think you've changed for the most part as a person going abroad (laughs) for the better? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, cause we're, we are all in a very transitional time of our life. Right now, <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah, I'm not we wrong, really are. But yeah, like, um, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like this is a very integral moment of our life, mm-hmm. and I feel like study abroad was also a reason. You know, I have leveled myself, or I'm looking at a situation, and then I can like take a step back and look at it again in a different view. Mm-hmm. I can ask for people's help a lot easier, mm-hmm. or I can communicate things, my feelings. Right. My feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot better. And just like I can go on and on and on and on about like how I've changed and how I've changed for the better or for mm-hmm. the worst or like blah 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 blah. But like Yeah, there's some things you probably just can't articulate, but exactly. you can feel. Yeah. It. And it's just like if anything boiled down like this was an amazing decision. Mm-hmm. I'm beyond glad that I did it. it 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 felt like an important decision an important part yeah. of my life mm-hmm. and it was like a pivotal moment basically for me so like it wasn't just about academics it wasn't just about making new friends or clubbing or blah 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 it was really about like it was a time for reflection you're away from everyone you know and love basically and you really are alone mm-hmm. and you kind of have to deal with yourself and deal with your own mind mm-hmm. well that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I think the last thing, um, just to close out with, because a lot of people, you know, like there's one thing that we were like, oh, that fell through the cracks. <laughs> um, but what do you think is like one piece of advice or one thing that you, you know, would want other people who are going to study abroad to know? I think mine is breathing. And I know that sounds kind of but no, you kind of need to breathe to live so that's beyond maybe. that's the opposite of lame maybe um um but like when even like the application process sometimes i wouldn't breathe and sometimes things fell through or things like for example i applied for a scholarship and i was like wow this is terrible mm. and it low-key kind of was so i didn't get it yeah. <laughs> um and like you know i got off the plane and i was not breathing and I was, like, going through all these issues. I wasn't breathing the entire time. 
And I was really anxious and really nervous. And I was like, wow, everything is bad. Even when I came back, that's when it was like the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I really had to adjust back to something I already was really familiar with. And my friend, um, actually, that I met in Korea, Abby, shout out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) she, She was like, study abroad was one of the highest moments of my life. And then coming back from that, you can only go down from there. And Mm. that makes sense. Like, it's, like, kind of disappointing, I guess to say, Mm. to think that you would have a down. But that's, you know, life. Mm -hmm. And I really felt that. I felt like it was a very high point of my life and nothing else would amount to that, which Mm -hmm. isn't true. But, you know, I was just, like. To, this is the height of luxury. Yeah, yeah. coming yeah. up the high. So you had to breathe. I had to breathe through it. Mm-hmm. I really did. This last semester, and even a lot of this semester, is a lot of breathing mm-hmm. and yeah. slowing it down. Right. Just taking it moment by yeah. moment. being content. Appreciating it for what it was, not what it isn't. Exactly. Oh, exactly. that's really good. Yes. Um, well, I think that's all we wanted to talk to you about today. I think it's I think it's really good for people to hear about these things mm-hmm. from everybody else. Because um, it's not all sunshines and roses no, when it's, it's studying abroad. And it's still life. It's not just reading a website and being like, okay, I'm ready to go now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we can give you a bunch of materials that you might not read. So, but you survived and you're here and you're breathing and that's the important part is like recognizing it for what it was and appreciating it for that. Yeah. I feel great now. My eyebrows are different. <laughs> like, I was looking at my eyebrows and I was like, I was in a dark place. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for uh, listening to uh, Flights, Late Nights, and Hindsights, a study abroad podcast brought to you by the Center for International Education's Peer Advisors. <laughs>